Good evening, dummies. This is Matt from Don't Unfriend Me. It is Friday, October 1st, 9.07 p.m. It's Red Friday. That's why I'm wearing red. Remember, everyone deployed overseas, if you would not mind. Episode 231. Tonight, we are going over a topic that is muy bueno. Ding, ding. The turkey is done. Joe Rogan against Sink Uger from the Young Turks. This should be hilarious. Stay tuned. I'll be right back. Recorded from an undisclosed location. Always honest. Always direct. So sit back. Relax. Don't unfriend me starts right now. Well, thank you, dummies, for coming by tonight. Dummies, what is a dummy? Why am I calling you a dummy? I'm not insulting you. The dummies are the Don't Unfriend Me's. Don't Unfriend Me's is an acronym. Barstool Sports has stoolies. We have dummies. It was created by a follower and a listener. And the Don't Unfriend Me's just simply means you watch the show. Whether you've watched one episode or tonight you're going to watch 231, you are most assuredly a dummy. However, on the other side of that coin, there is another group. A flatulent group called the Dum Dums. Don't be a Dum Dum, folks. These are the people who are entrenched, who watch one news source, who come in here, have nothing to really give to anybody else. They just want to hear themselves talk. They want to get into an argument. They want to call you stupid or dumb. And all of that's fine. They can do that. They can just do it somewhere else. Don't be a Dum Dum. Shirt's coming soon. If you are, you will be ceremonially, ceremoniously kicked off the page. If you are not a big fan of the social media sites, you can go over to my website at don'tunfriendme.com. You can peruse and parouse and survey and purview all the wonderful toys I have over there, whether it be videos or blogs or podcasts or whatever else. Remember, folks, this site doesn't pay for itself. It needs your help. And if you go, not to there, that's the wrong one. This is the better graphic. Look, Transformers, Facebook, Rumble, Google, YouTube, all the podcast platforms, everywhere else. Go by, like, follow, share, and subscribe. It means a great deal. It keeps the lights on, and God doesn't kill a puppy if you do. So please do that for me, and let's get into the show with no further ado. By the way, all the live people, thank you for being on tonight. I'm usually on live between 8 and 8.30. Stop on by and see the show live. If not, you can watch it recorded. doesn't really matter. Let's get to it. Ding, ding, the turkey is done. I got into this game because of a few different reasons. One was because I was sick and tired of the one-sided talking heads continue to regurgitate the same old dribble ad nauseum. The second reason was for Sink Uyghur, or Uyghur, or however you pronounce his name. I remember the night my wife and I went to Disneyland in 2016. It was late. The election was an afterthought, and during that brisk November evening, it was all but certain that Hillary Rodham Clinton would become president. When we were filling up the car for the ride home to Bakersfield, California, I heard a voice say, Hey, you heard about Trump, right? I could only assume the tattoos and the t-shirt and my general disposition tipped this passerbyer that I was indeed a Republican. I lazily burped out, No, and he replied, He's going to win! 
I waved him off as a charlatan snake oil salesman and proceeded to pump the gas. By pumping, I mean watching the meter gain elevation while the machines did all the work. As the anticipated thunk took place, my wife came back from the bathroom and tossed the virally infected piece of wood that has hepatitis all over it and the key on it back to the gas station attendant. You know the one that is at every gas station. You know what I mean. She came out shocked as I had ever seen her, and she exclaimed, We should stream the news on the way home. Trump is winning. At first thought, this was a plague that instead of turning people into zombies, it transmitted hive mind mental powers to some, unbeknownst to all of us, illithid somewhere nearby. That wasn't the case, and it wasn't the giant chocolate chip cookie binge we had been partaking in 30 minutes before. But as I laid the phone on the dash and went to the news on satellite, I heard the sweet sound of electoral shellacking, all in favor of Donald Trump, against HRC. I was simply flabbergasted. Now, somewhere between Anaheim and the Grapevine overpass, we lost the signal to most stations. I searched and searched, but all I heard were a few key stations that were not interested in the election and a low-rent pick-up-a-web-news.com channel called The Young Turks. I had no idea what The Young Turks was, but I listened intently for even a scrap of news. What I heard was the most intrinsically nonsensical and temper-tantrum-driven dribble I have ever heard in my life. I listened as the virtual tears hit the floor, and although I couldn't stand listening to the blubbering, ballless, babbling buffoon for any longer, he was still on the air, and I also reveled in my delight to continue to hear his liberal wailing, and I wasn't disappointed. As we continued down the desolate mountain overpass, we lost our signal, but we did have our phones, and I could live stream for the low, low price of an arm and a leg. I didn't care. I had to keep listening. We navigated to the Young Turks website, and I finally saw what a grown infant looked like if his body and mind failed to grow succinctly together. Mr. Sink, Uyghur, here is just a taste of what I heard and saw. Look, I gotta say it, I, I think that we're at the Young Turks on, a, on nights like this, on election nights, we're pretty damn good at this. The idea of Donald Trump beating the person who is could be the first female president. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it doesn't get yeah. any worse than that's that. Right, that's right. Look, this election's over, okay? Mm. Trump cannot win. Oh, <laughs> you're worried about nothing. You're worried about nothing. So, John, uh, go ahead. Is, uh, Updates? What is, yeah. Uh, Pennsylvania was called for Donald Trump. It's over. Okay. Uh, so, uh, there you go. Donald Trump, next president of the United States of America. She's up in New Hampshire. <laughs> Historically pathetic the Democratic Party is. The Democratic Party is gone. But I'm at war with the Democratic Party. DNC, you think we're coming for you? You're goddamn right we're coming for you. We're gonna pulverize the DNC. We're gonna rip it to shreds. Are you insane, you pathetic losers? We're gonna murder you, okay? We're gonna end you, we're gonna finish you. We, we're gonna rebuild the Democratic Party to the point where they're going to be afraid of us. Brought to you by the fucking morons at the Democratic Party. Is because you fucking suck. But fucking. Because you're a loser. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Okay, I think you're fucking dumb. And to the motherfuckers on Twitter fucking me, with me right now, I just want you to know, I don't give a fuck. I'm ready for the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> you got me fucked up. I'm not that bitch. The era of politeness for the progressives is over.
I, I think that uh, we can now declare uh, Hillary Clinton the worst candidate uh, in American history. She had no message. No message. No, what, what was, was her message? What was her message? And even her own campaign statement, I'm with her. What does that even mean? Hillary not winning is not due to one reason. There are many different reasons. I, 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 but I actually think it is. So, I, look, again, I'm going to go over Just, the top here. Then look, why look, did you look, send look. Jordan to do all those interviews? No, no, and no. why did we play them? No, so let, let me explain. No, 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 guys, it's basically Howard Stern trying to convince you he's Walter Cronkite, a shock jock style of journalism that is as fake as professional wrestling. Partly, I could blame Jon Stewart, who was often criticized, but fairly honest that his show was just entertainment, therefore making any of the informative aspects simply incidental. Sink, founder of the Young Turks, was fired from MSNBC, was fired from being too far left. At least, that is how he tells it. However, nobody else seems to back his version of the story. Sink's claims are completely baseless, said MSNBC, uh, MSNBC spokesperson. In fact, we were working on a new contract to develop him into even a bigger television talent. I don't know how that's possible without a wide-angle lens. We did have numerous conversations with Sink about his style, not substance. It's unfortunate that he's decided to depart in such a negative fashion. Turns out people thought he had an unprofessional on-air personality, similar to the likes of Keith Olbermann, who could never make it for, I'm going to use some insider terminology here, being a massive and unlikable prick. I'm not going to slam someone over comments they made years ago, but many of Sink's previous statements, such as denying the Armenian genocide and his comments about women, are clear insights into who he is as a person. He also has an obsession with sending fighters to Washington, such as when he ran himself, but his notion of what a fighter is seems to be someone who just yells really loud and eats a lot. When Sink finally put his money where his mouth was, or rather monetized a run for office by promoting himself through his own agiprop network, he tried to primary Christy Smith. During a forum, keep in mind, not a debate, he continually tried to provoke her until she finally called him out on his nonsense. There is this weird concept that is developed in online political commentary that politics are like professional wrestling that has led to a bizarre things like Politicon, which seem to promote politics as a type of entertainment, something that concerns me very personally. The reason it concerns me is that if entertainment is bad or is rancorous, it doesn't really direct or impact my life or the lives of anyone. But if politics are bad, well, that's ball game. Sink and the Young Turks seem to promote the idea that optics or rhetoric is meaningless, which it's not. Every once in a while, you'll hear shows like the Young Turk come to this realization only to brush it off. What the Young Turks does very effectively is spam the algorithm, an algorithm that for a long time had a sordid history of actively seeking out content that would raise people's blood pressure. Whether they knew this and sought out a shock jock style or whether they just stumbled upon this is unclear, but there is a lot less daylight between them and the likes of Ben Shapiro or Steven Crowder that I'm sure they would like to admit. But ironically, or perhaps very obviously, one of the right-wing reactionaries, Dave Rubin, came from their program and defected to the so-called enemy. Although there are quick to point out that Dave Rubin's flaws... There are commonalities at the same time. While Dave Rubin claims to be a liberal who left the left, 
Sink claims to have formerly been a Republican who turned left-wing. No, he was not. Color me skeptical, I just don't consider it normal behavior to have wild political swings in affiliation. It seems less of a sign of an ability to have deep introspection about one's politics and more a sign of untreated manic depression. It's not uncommon to have ignorant opinions when you are 13 or 14 years old that you gradually reassess through high school and college. It's way more suspect to get to your mid-20s and go, I used to love Ronald Reagan, but now I'm all about Bernie Sanders. It makes me think that you've identified a grift more and that this person is just a contrarian who doesn't feel special unless they're being praised as the smartest person in the room. That really seems to be what The Young Turks is all about. The Young Turks is not just a news program, and it's really not at all. It's just as much as Don't Unfriend Me is not a news program. If you're getting your news from me, you are on the wrong show. I simply provide perspective based on the quantifiable and qualitative information available at the time. Sync is an ambulance chaser who will flip the script in an effort to cover his most obvious flaw, not his body mass index, but his inability to admit he is wrong. Most recently, Sink Unger went after Joe Rogan. Now, I'll be honest, I happen to enjoy Joe Rogan and disagree with him on some things and agree on others, but downright admire his ability to interview. There's nobody better in the business as of now. I'm humbled by his following, as I am with Sinks as well. They both are far more popular, and their audience is something to behold. But they are two very different type archetypes. Joe Rogan is an authentic and profound communicator who has the ability to speak above, alongside, or below his guests. He listens, but is direct and to the point. He won't allow people to be inauthentic on his show, and he understands how to create conflict that is healthy and informative. Sink knows how to use his size, which is not on purpose, his mouth, which is used for ridiculing and shaming when it isn't gnawing on masticated burgers and fries, and flip-flopping like International House of Pancakes on a Sunday morning, which is laced in irony considering that IHOP sends him a Christmas card each year due to his undying loyalty and frequent patronage. So when the Clash of the Titan and the Clash of the Titsman head towards each other on a collision course this week, I was pleasantly surprised to hear the news. First off, Joe Rogan has no earthly idea that Sink even exists. And to be clear, Joe has no idea that I exist either, but that isn't the point. The funny thing is, is that Sink has been on Joe's show before, and still Sink's existence is entirely meaningless to him. One thing that Rogan lives by is never read the comments on your page. It is still something I haven't yet to learn. But Sink reads everything, I am sure. He engages in tit-for-tat, lowbrow name-calling, and often takes his football and goes home. It's all stage theater and acting. Now, Sink Uger is a big man. He isn't small at all. But when he said Rogan was a hypocrite for suggesting that the government mandating coronavirus vaccines was tyrannical and was a violation of bodily autonomy, Sink replied, quote, If at Joe Rogan believes that the government violating your bodily autonomy is tyranny, then he must be furious about anti-choice Christian mullahs in the country. If he isn't, then he's an effing hypocrite sucking up to his right-wing audience out of either stupidity or cowardice. Sink tweeted. The Young Turks host claimed Thursday that he could beat podcast host and mixed martial artist Joe Rogan in a fight. 
He's also attacked Rogan's loser fans, saying to all the losers at Joe Rogan, fans crying over my attack on his freedom, hypocrisy, and stupidity. Are you guys part of the crew or do you kiss his ass for fun? I thought he was a big boy who could handle himself. If he doesn't like my free speech, he can grow a pair and defend himself. A few fans pointed out that Joe Rogan holds a black belt and would decisively drop him in seconds. These fans mistakenly claim that Rogan was a black belt in mixed martial arts. He actually holds three black belts in Taekwondo, in Jean Marquez Mikado's Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and Eddie Bravo's 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. Here's an example of Joe Rogan setting world records with the power of his kicks. Enjoy. Because when you can kick that hard, it really doesn't matter whether you do it in Levi's or not. You just kick really hard. Now, I'm not here to argue for Joe Rogan. Joe can take care of himself. However, I would lament on the opportunity to call out the sheer ignorance on display coming from Sink. I understand that Sink wanted to be a politician and couldn't get the job done. I know he had aspirations to be a news anchor on CNN and wanted to be one of the leading hosts on cable news. I know he fancies himself as a debater, but is nothing more than a lump of recycled ooze. I know guys like him, and I've known them my whole life. They are usually the first ones home when the whistle blows at work, and the last ones to volunteer for anything when courage is on the line. I would love to afford Sink the benefit of the doubt, but he is in fact exactly what he comes across as. And I live by the adage that when people tell you who they are, believe them. But now Sink is pretending to be something he is not yet again. He stated, I'm much larger than Joe, and I've fought my whole life. I'll end him. Sink, I don't mean to be mean, but the only thing you fought for was to be first in line at the buffet. Joe Rogan's workout towel would trip you up in three seconds. You have no cardio, you have no striking power, and you may have weight but you also have bad knees from years of inactivity and sloth. Joe Rogan would violate your weaknesses and exploit the very weight you think would benefit you. It would be used against you. It comes down to the fact that Joe Rogan doesn't need to fight you. You desperately need the attention from a leftist ideology that is passing you by, and everyone knows your efforts to shift yet again is another attempt to change your image to stay relevant. Your base has left, and they won't be back. I'm okay with you pretending to be relevant in the political landscape. I'm okay with you never admitting you have been wrong in your entire life. And I'm also okay with you changing your platform every time your listeners' tendencies shift like the wind, just to maintain the market share you do have. But for you to pretend that you could take Joe Rogan in a fight, 
that is simply too much for anyone to stomach, let alone process in a serious manner. Joe Rogan is one inch shorter than you, and I promise you, you wouldn't even see the first kick coming. You need to slow down a bit and aim a little lower. Your desperation to draw clicks and traffic to your site is clouding your judgment, and let's be honest, it wasn't that stellar to begin with. So let's keep your eye on the prize and see if Alex Jones is available. He is well within your genre and weight class. We could call it the cookie crumble rumble in the Bronx, brought to you by Lipitor and Reynolds aluminum foil hats. Or you could always ask Candace Owens if she is available to tie one arm behind her back. Folks, that's it for my show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. If not, come by tomorrow. Maybe you'll like that one better. But either way, thanks for stopping by. Remember, we can agree, we can disagree. You can love me, you can hate me. You just can't unfriend me. Please also like, share, and subscribe if you would. It saves a puppy. We've already talked about that. And all it takes is a quick second to do that. Every host asks you, and none of you do. Or if you do, thank you, and I appreciate it. I will go out like I always do with the Veteran Crisis Hotline. 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. Veterans Crisis Hotline, 22 veterans commit suicide a day. It is way too many. They need your help. Traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression, PTS are all very serious. And veterans need the help. The only person that I know who can provide that is you by talking to them, giving them this number. If they won't listen to you, have them reach out to me. I'll make that phone call and we'll do it together. If that doesn't work, they can go to don'tunfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, and be connected free of charge to a Skype operator or through their phone immediately. It's free of charge. It's anonymous. And remember, you don't have to be a veteran. You can be a civilian, and they will help you too and get you the help you need. Folks, that is it for episode two, whatever. Well, let's find out what we're on together. 231. I am off tomorrow. I'll try to come on live with Amy. Remember, all of you live who've hung on and stuck with me this Friday night, I will answer a few questions. Have a wonderful night. God bless, and I will see you on Monday otherwise. Good night.